You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for selling stuff online. With Squarespace, you can easily create your own personalized website using the guided design system called the Fluid Engine. You choose a website template, then customize every detail with a drag-and-drop editor on desktop or mobile until your site is perfectly you. Your work of art site will be optimized for any device your customers use, and SEO tools are integrated into the platform so your customers will be able to find you. What can you sell on your site? Well, Almost anything. In addition to physical merch, you can sell files like music, ebooks, online courses, PDFs, or even memberships to your site behind a paywall. Your website will offer seamless checkout with various payment options. Then you can use built in analytics to track your top traffic sources and identify growth opportunities. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And CJ Gibson. What's up? And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about graphics in 2019, the state of graphics. I'm for them. 2019. They can't get better anymore. They're good. Uh, we're also going to talk about some games that have we haven't been discussing lately, but by popular demand, they demand that we talk about these games. So. Breath of the Wild? Yeah. <laughs> Breath That's of the Wild Destiny? is one of those. But yeah. first... Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. We just had the gameplay reveal yeah. this morning, just moments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super crunchy. Crunchy? Yeah. It was like bone crunchy. Splattery. It was also, also yeah. kind of wet and splattery. It yeah. was. Yeah. So, crunchy yeah. and splattery. So it's a Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. Yeah, true. This is an audio show, right? This is an audio show, so it goes crunch. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. You did the Foley? Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just saw one brain real quick in the first 10 seconds. I was like, one oh, brain. God. Yeah, and the brain wasn't where it was supposed to be. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was in a fellow's mouth. Baraka? Mm. Baraka. Baraka, Baraka, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, let's, you know, full disclosure Mortal Kombat is a game in a series that I don't play, but I love. Mm. But you have played. I mean, I've played it, yeah, mm. but like, I don't. You're, you admire them from I admire the game. Every time a new one comes out, I want to see all the fatalities. I want to yeah. watch the cutscenes. Well, you're I'm something like, of a gore hound. I am a gore, I'm a, I'm a gore guy. Yeah. As I and say. a gorephile. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
I was I was a big fan of the earlier iterations of the franchise. I missed nine and ten, but I one, two, and three were some of my favorite games. I spent the most time in the arcades with. That's yeah. where I, where I lived. I've never seen a franchise that's like been on life support, been in like a worse state than it's managed to come back and resurrect itself and reach new. Well, so when did it when did it hit rock bottom? That's what I was gonna was say. Like I was trying to remember two thousand. I, I mean, I think we thought yeah. it was stupid Wait. then. What about? But, um, but they I think were pretty. They still, people loved it, right? I Annihilation. I think and like five, six, seven. I think we're like pretty bottom barrel. Well, there, they, a, there were actually numbered Mortal Kombat five, six, seven. There, no, there was number subtitles. four. There was number four, and, and then, then they, they did like a them. yeah a weird numbering system, and then it was like a Luke Hang like one for Xbox that deviated from the whole multiplayer thing. It was like there was Mortal Kombat versus DC. That's right too. I was gonna say that might be a low point because that one was was rated T for teen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the heroes had heroic brutalities because Superman doesn't kill. That's right. Yeah. And I think it was nine was the first one that sort of sort of brought the franchise back yes. and restored it to its roots as like, you know, an actual credible, you know, really detailed fighting game system mm. that, you know, pros could sort of get behind. And yeah. then it's been growing from there. It's almost like a rehash of number two again. Like yeah. nine and two were very similar in like the newest updated graphic sense. And it's also so smart just to sort of keep people's appetites high to sort of alternate back and forth between, you know, a DC fighting game and a Mortal Kombat fighting game. I, don't I know lost my appetite personally. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if they're going to keep that up forever, but that is sort of, it, it reminds me a it little bit of like Elder Scrolls and Fallout trading back and forth. It sort yeah. of keeps people primed for... for so I guess it's not every other year, right? Like it's been... It's been a little bit. Two years now since The Last Injustice. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it seems like it was two or three. But every years couple of years, you get now you get either a Mortal Kombat or an Injustice. Right. It's right. a good yeah. system. Well, and they also add characters. And so then it turns into like a DLC and then they do a DLC edition and all the rest of that stuff too. So, yeah. yeah. And they're always, you know, in recent years, there have been some really cool guest characters in Mortal Kombat. Uh, so I'm looking forward to see who will be. But you never broke it down. Why do you love Mortal Kombat? Uh, well, it's actually, uh, you actually did sort of review Not it. a joke. It's fun to watch that I've like, always, cartoonish I've always, you know, growing up, I loved Friday the 13th and Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street and The Thing. I just, I've always loved gory movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm, I know this sounds weird to say, big fan of fake violence. Mm -hmm. Fake violence yeah. is endlessly entertainment to me, entertaining to me. Uh, I, I love action movies and horror movies. So that's just kind of the whole aesthetic of Mortal Kombat. That's why I got into death metal uh, when I was mm -hmm. uh in younger, like Cannibal Corpse, literally all every Cannibal Corpse song just describes gory <laughs> scenes. That's all that band does. Do you think Mortal Kombat <laughs> still has that um, kind of aura about it for you know ten year olds? Probably that it's like fun and cool because it's like over the top. Or do you think we're at the point where like everything's so over the top now that <clears> it's a fighting game? I don't think ten year olds are playing Mortal Kombat today. I think it's like yeah. people that have grown up with it. Really? I think it's like I think the Mortal Kombat alliance mm. is probably. Late twenties, thirty-ten-year-old. I do, and it's weird because I'm not a huge fan of just the the violence of it now because it does look crazy real. But back then, do you guys remember actually yeah. seeing it for the first time? Yeah, in it looked arcade? crazy. Real. They were digitized. I, photos. I can't figure out. Is it yeah, different I hide now? It from my parents is the, I like that game. Yeah. Is like the game different now, or am I different now? Because hmm. I thought it had an edge of being like sort of funny and comedic, and the fatalities were always yeah. so ridiculous. Yes, like pulling someone's spine out. It wasn't meant to like gross you out or horrify you. But then I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm not a thirteen year old and it is still going for that same thing and I'm not actually sure which it, it, it feels question. grosser to me now. It does too and I don't know if it's just because everything is very lifelike but you're right when you first walked into the mm -hmm. arcade cabinet like how many years ago that game you stood up into to the me. arcade cabinet. I walked into it and I became I found myself. <laughs> Pit Fighter was another game that looked yeah. kind of neat, and then uh, I played <laughs> terrible game Street but Fighter a great look. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it kind of had that same aesthetic. But yeah, it was like 
photo realistic yeah took pictures of modeled people yeah but i remember i remember seeing sub-zero's fatality for the first time Mm -hmm. and when i heard the sound and i saw it i'm like what is this game (laughs) it was terrible oh i was hooked i think i think the fatalities used to feel a little more winky than they feel now where now it's like just absolute just brutality well like for example in this one the a lady takes all of your blood out and then yeah. make spikes with the blood, mm-hmm. and then stabs you with your blood. Yeah. It's still okay. crazy. I think so maybe, it's it is, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is still the same. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think there are some where it's just it, you never get one where like somebody's really angry and just pummels a face to death. It's usually like has a yeah. twist of creativity. Yeah, that's least, a good point. You know, yeah. yeah, which makes it a little bit more. It's palatable. like their gags. It's like the, the yeah. whole reason you watch horror movies and slasher movies, you want the gags of how people are being killed, right? Like, that's the whole appeal. Yeah. And that's just what Mortal Kombat is, at least to me. But now, CJ and Justin, like you guys both expressed reservations today with yeah. the level of violence in Mortal Kombat 11. You're also both parents. Yeah. Does that have something yeah. to do with it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, not for me, no. but you go ahead. Well, for me, it does only because of these, the age that he's at. But what's weird is, yeah, thinking about me playing the game, I was around, yeah, like 12 or 13 as well. And I love the, that game in the arcades. I actually put a challenge out. I, I want to say I probably would be the best player at Mortal Kombat 2 in the office. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I, I had people I stand up and literally just put quarters, and I would I'd play for hours. Yeah, I went to arcades during the quarter lineup period of yeah. Mortal Kombat 2, and I printed out fatalities <laughs> from a printer. Yes, from the internet, like a dot matrix. Folded it up, this brought is it in. This is 1992, I uh, believe. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it would be. It was. I don't remember if it was the dot matrix style. I don't think it was. It was after that laser <laughs> printer. And I'd bring them in, and then like you could like enter them <laughs> in the arcade, but you had to wait in line to do that. Yep. And then once you got to that point, you'd have to first beat somebody, and then it was really hard to enter fatalities. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and you'd waste your quarters trying to figure them out. And you're like, ah, and you just hopefully trying to do yep. it again. Jump back, jump forward, trick. You know what I'm talking about? More. And there were players. lies. Uh, yes, I heard ones. that. Yeah, there was fake ones for a little. But that's what was yeah. cool about two is that it played on the lies from the first game, and then, then yeah. it like made a bunch of them real, like babalities and friendships yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that was a it weird. It was completely insane. The, the lore of Mortal Kombat back then, where yeah, they made the fake stuff real in the sequels, and then a fake fatality. Like the the, the inputs were so precise and hard that you wouldn't like. Did I just do it wrong, mm-hmm. or is that actually a lie that like <laughs> isn't even a real yeah. fatality? Like, you were just saying that you pushed against a character and then you jumped yeah. back, right? And then that's the perfect distance yep. for one of the fatalities. It, so so it, it, it depends. There's a bunch of them, but there was a trick there's in Mortal Kombat. distance, and then there's like Yeah, and then and the trick is if you had to hold block, because typically if you move, you'd, it'd mess up the distance away from mm-hmm. the character. So yeah. you'd cheat code, you kind of hold block and then input it in. But in the game, to actually beat the game, you could potentially jump back and forth at a certain distance and kill the AI. So I could beat it in one quarter because there's this trick that you can oh, do. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in okay. order to actually beat the game. That so. was So you could actually get the most enjoyment out of your quarter. Uh, yes, if you were playing by yourself. By yourself. But then you'd and obviously then wait for something. Somebody to come in and challenge you, and you're just like, yeah, it was yeah. the best feeling. Do you know there's a combo you can do on the buttons in Mortal Kombat 2 that uh, just brings up the dev console, and then you can play a free version of like, no. uh, like a knockoff of like Galaga. In it. <laughs> a knockoff of what? Galaga. No. And so like when that got discovered and it got out there, it was I, I can't. I, it was the same platform as NBA Jam, so I think it was on both. Right. But like they, but basically like arcade owners were like. You put a free game in my arcade, <laughs> and that was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. like all these That's kids cool. were playing a game yeah. for free in the arcade. Yeah. like the manager's like, he's not making any money. Yeah. Where are my quarters? <laughs> exactly. Midway. There was the games were like they had to like fix it. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat has deep lore. They had the combat codes you could put in. Yes. It was just a whole platform built around mystery and yeah. like you know never feeling like you'd sort of reached the bottom of it or seen it all. Yeah, it was great.
Now it's I want to know era. if I want to know if CJ really is the best Mortal Kombat two player in the office. You could probably Perfect. find out on Super Do Nintendo. It. Would you be good at it? No, because see, that's another question. <laughs> that, no, no, no. Well, I could, but it was not the blood's as good. gray. Well, no, but the the arcade ports versus the Super Nintendo port and the Genesis port, mm-hmm. they all felt very different. And even the Genesis for Mortal Kombat one, there's only three buttons initially on that controller. So, would you call Genesis in Canada? Jenny, <laughs> Jenny. Uh, so I, I say Mario Jenny. for Mario. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Canadians who say that, but who says Sega Jenny? Because Master System. <laughs> I, I, I've does heard anybody? That <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. Master System was in Europe, so it wouldn't be. Yeah, we Canadians we say weird things for consoles, mm-hmm. but no. Uh, Mortal Kombat Two in the arcade though. That yeah. that's uh, like that is the game that I was best at because the console is that in version our did not stack up. Uh, they did a combat collection that was released for um, <clears throat> for I think Xbox 360 and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. The Mortal and Kombat uh, Arcade oh. One Up's coming out soon. Um, oh, it's, on sure. our, um, it's on our it's on our 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 at games Sega console Sega Genesis knockoff console. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. The, the, the ports were okay. They just never quite felt the same as the arcade. Mm-hmm. They just felt a little bit different. Uh, CJ is the best uh, player in the office at the fly swatting game in Mario Paint. Oh, for sure. That's right, yeah. Steven. I gave him a run for his money, but CJ took the <laughs> took the crown. Uh, CJ, growing up clearly Canadian, was was Mortal <laughs> yes. Kombat also controversial? Um, Wait, up north, did you yeah. guys have trials? <laughs> Santa get preoccupied with this? There was no, there was no Jack Thompsons in that. No, I, I think at the time, obviously, because the ESRB wasn't really well known then, or it was just in its infancy, starting out when Mortal Kombat well, that was the first game that really spawned it. I think for the yeah, most part. Yeah, I mean, like, it was part of the controversy. Yeah, um, I mean, it was seen as very. And it wasn't Jack Thompson. It was like Tipper Gore. Yeah. I know. I usually just use him okay. as the as okay. the, the Gore chaser um, or the <laughs> the controversial chaser. Mm-hmm. But no, it is one of those things where it was in Canada as well too. But um, but yeah, the arcades in itself felt a little bit like that. They just kind of were in that, oh, mm-hmm. like they had that CD reputation mm-hmm. at the very end of it. And so it was a combination of, I think, of the game as well as arcades in and of itself, mm-hmm. um, which sucked because I love the arcades. You know, also so was after games at the time was uh, Joseph Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's like really funny videos of, you know, these these distinguished senators just like really going yes. after Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And that Night Trap, right? <laughs> Doom was uh, in the mix there. Yeah. Doom, Doom would have been a big deal. Yeah. And, yeah. and rap music. And like I totally see <laughs> and rap True. Music, I totally see how this game like now is so over the top and gory and stuff. Like it's intentionally made, I think, to tempt people that are younger to like like it in spite of their parents. Like I think that's still part of it. Don't I you think, think it's supposed to like yeah. lure like G.I. Joe loving thirteen year olds, you know? Yeah, I don't think 13-year-olds love G.I. Joe anymore. Nah, yeah, not G.I. Joe. Uh, <laughs> but isn't it true, like, you know, you, look, you think back on that time, and then you look at the MK11 reveal today, and it's like, video games and gamers won. Like, we won yeah. that cultural battle, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Against yeah. the uh, the moral crusaders of, yeah. of yeah. the 90s. It always uh, happens that way. Uh, Sam and Justin, you also were, were telling me earlier, you think, you think just the modern Mortal Kombat games look ugly? Just the aesthetic. Um, I mean, I wasn't necessarily going to get into it on the show. That's I just hard. like just the way that, that game looks it. like Street Fighter to me is like really beautiful. And like I'm drawn to that. And, you know, other fighting games, fighting games in particular can can be such a showcase for really, really beautiful 2D art. And mm-hmm. I love like just clean yeah. stage designs in fighting games. Like there's a few tumblers that I followed that just like have those stage, you know, backgrounds. And you didn't um, like that giant mech gun shooting. <laughs> that one actually, the, the giant mech gun in Mortal Kombat 11 was pretty cool. But no, the new Mortal Kombat games aren't doing it for me on like just a aesthetic level. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I just think the characters are generic and stupid after even, I mean, the, fir- the first round <laughs> of characters are like pretty, 
like a classic now and I love yeah. them. Like yeah. I love Scorpion Sub-Zero and like, but even like now I, I used to like think Baraka was like the coolest character when I was a little kid. And then he lips. And now Baraka is so <laughs> stupid. Like I can't believe how stupid that character is, but I still love it. I mean, I just think like, it's stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> stupider than like Blanca? Yeah. is really stupid. <laughs> Blanca's out there. I mean, I think there's something to be said, too. In, in the earlier games, especially between Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, they felt unique. And then after that, you know, like, like Noob Saibot's a reskin of mm -hmm. Reptile. Reptile's a reskin of Sub-Zero. There's a different color palette. You just toss in, like, a new ninja outfit and a different <clears> color. And then the robots, too, in Mortal Kombat 3. So, yeah, I mean, I get, I get why you feel that way. So, Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade. Ronda Sonya Rousey. Blade. That's right. Uh, what were you going to say? None. Nothing. Well, Mortal Kombat 11, <laughs> uh, I look forward to just watching all the fatalities. I think it's April 23rd when that game is out. Yep. Mm -hmm. Scoop Nation, the summer gaming season is almost upon us. That means long days playing games like V-Rising, Elden Ring, Shadow of the Erd Tree, Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, and more. Fuel up for those long gaming sessions with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Each meal is chef-crafted and are easily divided into categories like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor meals are never frozen and are ready to eat in two minutes, so you'll never have to step away from your game for too long. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Simply heat and eat. With 35 different meals a week, plus over 60 add-ons, you'll always have new flavors to explore. True story, as I record this, I just had a factor meal for lunch. A shredded chicken taco bowl with roasted corn salsa and cilantro lime sour cream. My wife and I have been having factor meals delivered every week for almost a year now. We think they're delicious, and they save us a lot of time in the evening as we get two young kids fed and into bed. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your summertime goals. Head to factormeals.com scoop50 and use code scoop50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code scoop50 at factormeals.com scoop50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. So speaking of Mortal Kombat, a, an M-rated game. Do you guys know it's M-rated? Rated M for mature. Yeah, I yeah, saw thanks. those faces come off, and I figured. <laughs> when Baraka uh, ate the brain, I said, hmm, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it crosses the line. <laughs> Does he gain their knowledge? I don't think that's Probably how that works. Yeah. Um, they reminded me of a game uh, we haven't played in a long time. We need to come up with a fancy name for this game. I don't have it yet, but this is the game where uh, I read off the ESRB's, oh, nice. the ESRB's bullet points for why upcoming games are receiving an M rating. Oh, and you go. will try to guess what the game it is. Okay. So these are okay. these are games that have been rated recently by the ESRB. Let's do it. They've received an M rating, and these are the reasons why. You tell me 
what game it is. You said they're they are recent, they're contemporary, right? Well, yeah. Um, well, I mean, they've they've been rated by the ESRB recently. Okay. okay. So take gotcha. you know. All right. Interpret that how you will. Okay. Uh, trigger warning: I'm going to be doing some swears for the next for this game here. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to the show with your kids in the room, fair warning: there's going to be some swears happening in the next five minutes or so. Okay. All right. So game number one. I'm, and I'm yeah. working backwards, so the way the ESRB rating uh, works is that they start out describing what the game is, and then at the bottom, they get into the nitty-gritty of the yeah, reasons why. some details. So if I described first, uh, you know, you'd, you'd be able to tell what the game is. So I'm, so I'm working backwards. Got it. So for instance, okay. game number one, the words fuck and shit appear in the dialogue. Well, that narrows it down. Yeah. Not too many. Uh, next point. Some female characters are depicted partially nude with their breasts and buttocks minimally covered by blood. What? By blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is it Tomb Raider? No, not Tomb Raider. One cutscene depicts civilians screaming. Remember, Tomb Raider had that big bloody part. Screaming well. in pain while being impaled by demon tentacles. Demon tentacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No guesses yet? Darksiders 3. <laughs> not Darksiders 3. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Game's already out. So probably wouldn't be getting an ESRB rating now. I don't know what you, I already oh, asked. You I to just clarify this earlier. Out. Like I said, these are upcoming games. Oh, oh I didn't hear that. Okay, part. Yeah. okay. Was, these are, yeah, this isn't just like any random game. Oh. These are upcoming games. Upcoming games. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, battles are highlighted by gunfire, screams of pain, and slow motion finishing moves. Mortal Kombat 11. Nope. <laughs> That's a really good guess. <laughs> slow motion finishing moves. Mm-hmm. From a third like person yeah. perspective, players use swords and guns to kill hordes of demons in oh. frenetic combat. Gears of War? Devil May Cry 5. Devil May Cry 5 is the game. Well, we have a lot to look forward to in that game, it yeah. sounds like. <laughs> Here's the next game. Next game. Game number two. Playing along at home. See if you can guess the game earlier than our contestants. All right. Yeah, well, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> the words. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> The words fuck, shit, and asshole appear in the mm. dialogue. Oh. So that means there's no asshole in Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Spoil- we should have given a spoiler warning. Yeah, a little spoiler. Mm-hmm. A fictional drug called Spice is prevalent in the game, as well as other drug references. The words drug kitchen are written on some walls. What, Dune? Isn't Spice? Yeah, I know. <laughs> is it cyberpunk? It's too early for that, but that's what mm-hmm. I thought, too. Yeah. Okay, you're reading up. Uh, Cutscenes depict instances of intense violence, characters shot in the head at close range, a restrained character struck repeatedly with a hammer, mostly off screen. Oh, gross. Hmm. Firefights are highlighted by realistic gunfire, cries of pain, and blood splatter effects. More splattering. Doom Eternal. No, not Doom Eternal. Not Doom. Mm-mm. Players use machine guns, sniper rifles, and explosives to kill waves of enemy soldiers in frenetic combat. Still, Sounds like every game. I was going to say. I'm still <laughs> thrown Call off of by Duty. The, the spice drug. Yeah. yeah, the spice drug. And our last bullet point is this is a tactical third-person shooter in which players assume the role of an elite government agent battling hostile factions in a fictionalized Washington, D.C. Oh, the Division? Oh, Division. Wow. The Division yeah. 2. Division wow. has all of that good stuff in it? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. Who knew? Drug. So did it say Drug Kitchen was written on the wall? Yep. Drug that's, Kitchen? That's what every... Uh, so you know, parents, fair warning, yeah. Drug Kitchen <laughs> is written on the wall. Hey, what should we, how should we decorate our Drug Kitchen? <laughs> Mom, what's a Drug Kitchen? Which kitchen is the Drug Kitchen? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> That's the one. Division 2. Okay. All right. But then, wow, that seems much more violent than I would have thought even for Division 1. Everything does in the eyes of Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> Next game. Next game. Here we go. Cutscenes depict acts of violence like a man impaled through the chest with a sword. Okay. 
sword game. That's Large nice. blood splatter effects occur as enemies are killed. Some attacks result in decapitation and or dismemberment. Shadows oh, uh, die twice. Yes. Oh, wow. Hero. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Shadows die twice. There it is. Yeah. You're getting better at the game. Getting, getting One better. more. One more game remaining. You guys ready? Here we go. Yeah. The word shit appears in the dialogue. <laughs> in some sequences, players have the ability to zoom in on characters' cleavage, posterior, or underwear and take pictures. Oh, uh, dead or alive. Six. I knew it. That's right. Wow. That's in the fighting game? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Game. Yeah. Um, and thank oh you God, for sparing me <laughs> reading Next a few of these other bullet points. <laughs> once you said that, I was like, it's a Tecmo game. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, the pi- the pictures gave tell. it away. The next one would have been <laughs> Beach Volleyball 3. Oh, not yet. Too soon. Nicely job, everybody. Nice right. job. CJ, you were good at that. <laughs> yeah. Did it. For someone who's not a gore guy, yeah. you sure know your, your M-rated bullet points. <laughs> Just the parent side. What's the rating system in Canada? Uh, yeah, I think it's the same. same. Yeah. Um, it's weird, though, because... Um, ZSRB maybe all of North America? Well, no. Yeah, it is. But what's weird is that looking back, have you ever looked at some games before, like, looking back? And I think even Halo was rated M. And now looking back at that, it's like, it is not an M. Halo's game. always been a little, like, blood spatters out when you get shot in that game. But it's a pretty soft M. It really is. It's also, yeah, they're all, they're just aliens that you're shooting. Too. Yeah. Well, not, that's the other thing. I think sometimes when you're shooting aliens versus humans, yeah. that also... Yeah. Well, he's saying in multiplayer, though. Oh, in multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. your oldest is uh, he's twelve now. So what's your like violent video game like? What's your process like? It's, you were you were wondering if you should let him play God of War, right? And so even God of War, like that seems very fantasy violence to mm-hmm. me. And I, and some people actually mentioned that in the comment section, like, hey, you know, maybe wait because you said that too, Justin. This, these games aren't going anywhere. Mortal Kombat is like that's one I probably will say, hey, not for like a few more years, but yeah. it is that thing where they will potentially play it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing that you have to deal with. So I mean, just uh, just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> you can go over to Timmy's. Yeah. Timmy's always the the bad guy who's letting. Yeah. Uh, there were definitely movies saying, yeah. that were that gory that you watched when you were a kid. Probably. Yeah, that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. Like I mean, mainly your your Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, those nightmares those and things. Street. Yeah, I don't like. I don't mind shooting in like Call of Duty and Titanfall those mm-hmm. kind of things, but. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like even division, I think division would be okay. But Mortal Kombat, that's where. Yeah, well, if you want them to be doctors, it has a pretty good anatomy lesson in it. It's true. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I meant to ask you this earlier. Are your boys aware of Mortal Kombat? Have any interest in Mortal Kombat? They do because they. Uh, my my oldest Charlie likes Street Fighter, but the mm. problem is. Because when you have three kids, the youngest always get exposed to what the oldest get, gets. Yeah. It's a package deal. It is, <laughs> and there's never a way to filter it through. Yeah. So then you def- you just defer it. Yeah. You're like, oh, 12-year-old gets to play it, but then the 8-year-old's like peeking in the doorway. Yeah. Dad, what's uh, up? Like, oh. If you decide to let your 12-year-old play, you're also deciding to let the 8-year-old play. That's, that's, in that's a way, the same rationale. That's like why the drinking age is like 21 in America, right? Because yeah, like, there's no true. real reason that it can't be like 18 or 19, except that then that also means all their 17-year-old buddies are also drinking. Yep. <laughs> It's very true. Mm. So we'll see. Probably, yeah. probably not for a little while. But Street Fighter 2, yeah. As <clears> soon as they get in that fighting game realm, it's like, oh, what's this? And then download. I'm like, mm. do you think it makes a difference? So you have three boys. Yeah. And I have two girls. And like, if they want to be into Mortal Kombat or like violent stuff or whatever, like, you know, fine, obviously. But That's like, question. they're pretty girly girls right now and just yeah. don't, you know, they gravitate a lot more towards princesses and unicorns and stuff like that. So I don't even really think about any violent media in the context of like, I just don't see them sort of being drawn to that as they get older. I mean, if they are, fine, but 
I, but in your case, like you know that that's the yes. road you're headed down. <laughs> so I will use this one story as a reference where my uh, four-year-old is watching uh, my two oldest play um, Street Fighter. As I'm sitting there wondering if he's like engaged or wanting to play it at all, all of a sudden in the middle of when they're fighting, he just goes against Charlie, Hadouken! Aww. I'm like, oh no, it's so, <laughs> it's so cool. But nobody explained to him what's happening. He just yeah. hears the sound effects and see it. So even at yeah. four, mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of, you know, they just, they kind of see and learn it on their own, right? It's kind of terrifying. Did any fire come out? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll give you an update on that one. Do, my four-year-old really does really love the Dungeons and Dragons art book that is in our living room, and yeah. she likes looking at the skeletons. Yeah. And she, so maybe maybe I'm not giving her enough credit. Oh, there's a little skeleton in all of us. <laughs> um, but if you You're are. So wrong. <laughs> wow, CJ's really tickled by that. <laughs> He said, "What's up? <laughs> What's happening?" I don't know. I watched another Mad Libs thing all over. Mad Libs. I, know. I watched it last. Week. <laughs> Damon, you couldn't get a line out. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that that was so funny. good." Yeah. All right. I think I'm good. Uh, don't bring up skeletons around DJ. <laughs> no. Well, the skeletons are scary the and funny. Really we all have one. Really tickled so. his funny bone. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Please. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Caleb did. Caleb Lawson? Let's assume yes. <laughs> he says, something occurred to me this week and I wanted to hear your thoughts. As a kid growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, it seemed like the most important thing about a game was the graphics. I still remember freaking out over the cutscenes in Final Fantasy VIII, thinking it can't get more realistic than this. That was a good one. But at some point, the importance of graphics seems to have faded. Game developers have made incredible strides since then, but what's interesting to me is that people don't seem to be as concerned with how a game looks, myself included. Why do you think so many people lost interest? Also, do you think it's important for game devs to continue pushing the envelope in the way we render characters and scenery? What are graphics in 2019? Do people still care about graphics? Do you still care about graphics? we talk about them when a game looks really good in the office. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. It's it's a big deal. Party 3, when you see a good demo. We've definitely reached diminishing returns, right? That's undeniable. It's sort of plateaued. From the, like, think about the 16-bit to 32-bit generation and 32-bit to, you know, 360 and and PS3 generation. Like, clear leaps forward there. And now it's more of like a steady. Now, if you compare... Uh, I don't know, something like the original, the Tomb Raider reboot from 2013, mm-hmm. to Shadow, it's not like, It's five wow. years, right? And yeah, they're, yeah. But they're, they look, they're, they look I, fairly I, similar. Sometimes I like use the examples of Resident Evil 4 and uh, Metroid Prime as like, when you go back and look at those games, like, they look pretty darn good. And like, mm. I would have been happy with yeah. many more games looking like that. And the games look incredible now, but yeah. you know, the gap isn't, so, not, isn't big. I think we reached this point, though. Uh, it's funny, we had this argument uh, with Sean Finnegan. I love it. He debates points that I just go, huh? Uh, but graphics in Battlefield, have you guys seen Battlefront and Battlefield? Yes. Battlefield looks really good. Pretty yeah. photorealistic. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably one of the, you know, most realistic sort of photoreal games mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, but then he's like, oh, Mega Man X, that's where graphics were at. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that, to me, like, that's the best graphics of all time. Like, so in my mind, I think it's turned into this um, art direction. Like, mm-hmm. art direction, I think, yeah. is now the new term for graphics. And I think that when you have these games like Red Dead, it's going for photoreal, but then it doesn't feel good. To me, I think gameplay is king. Yeah, over that's graphics. what I was going to say yeah. is, we, you know, we finally reached a point where we're swinging back around to, to graphics in regards to playability. Yes. And we're seeing, you know, 60 frames per second. We're seeing console power 
being used to up FPS in a way that makes a game more smooth and playable. And we're seeing in the PC realm, like 144 hertz, or even higher monitors coming out that allow the game to just run faster and faster if you have a system that can run it. Um, you know, and, you know, even 4K can make a gameplay difference in your ability to sort yeah. of take in, uh, you know, a really high field of view in a first person shooter, for example. So, yeah, frame rate is a really important part yeah. of that. Yeah, it's great to see, uh, you know, graphics swing back from, I feel like in a while it was like, how big and bombastic can we make our game feel? And that's certainly still present in games like God of War. But, it, it, you know, there is more of an emphasis on graphics in regards to playability than there was maybe even five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to measure graphics in terms of bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that used to be like a like a, a marker uh, for like where we're at. But that sort of got, that got left by the wayside when mm -hmm. uh, we started using CDs, and then we could put full motion yeah. video in there, and just sort of like the it just became irrelevant. You know what's funny is that when games uh, for the first maybe couple <clears throat> decades of games, like through the nineties. Uh, the idea of just controlling something on a TV screen was actually novel to people. Yeah. And it was still being introduced all through the 80s, for sure, where it's like when people first played Pong, they're like, this is incredible because I'm controlling something on a television. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's all it had to do. And then when we were kids, when you go to the arcade and see things get progressively more and more close to controlling a cartoon or a movie, yeah. that was amazing because those leaps were like, I can't believe I'm controlling this motion picture. Yeah. We are so far past that now. Nobody will ever be surprised by that, that they can control yeah. a really realistic looking thing. So like when we played games like Golden Axe, that was like such <laughs> an amazing, cool cartoon that you were kind of controlling. And every screen, every level, you're like every monster, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see how the game draws that. Or like, what's next? What's around the corner? Mm -hmm. And now when you play that game, it's super boring. It's like, it's not yeah. fun to play at all. I, I still and like those games. Golden Axe yeah. is really but it, it, Golden it, The graphics <laughs> were the draw. Yeah. That was yes. the crux yeah. of the interest of that game. And, and the console yeah, wars, sure. I think, fed into that. It's funny, when you said that, I was thinking Mortal Kombat, actually, in the mm -hmm. arcade, was one of those things where it felt like you were visually controlling a human. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's in Simpsons arcade as well. Exactly. I felt like you you actually saw The Simpsons. It was a huge cultural phenomenon in that era. And to actually see The Simpsons, like it, it looked really good. It looked like what you'd watch on television. Yeah, and no game system did it at the yeah. time because they really couldn't. Like That arcade, you know, dedicated arcade cabinet yeah. like, drew Simpsons characters out of pixels in an amazing way. Yeah. You've, it's you know the limitation is less and less about the hardware and power of your console or your PC and more about just you know it takes a team of thousands right. years the level of detail that you have to put into a game and its environments to take advantage of the gra graphical horsepower that's now at your disposal like you know I was on a developer tour this is a while ago you know a decade ago but they were still making you know high fidelity 3D games you know then and um, someone you know it was just a tour you know press were being shown around it was like oh here's some of our artists and someone was just Googling horses. And that was the first time it dawned on me that, like, you need to be an expert. Like, if you're making a medieval game, someone needs to understand how medieval armor works. Yeah. How does it fit together and how do the joints work? You know, uh, I think the witness, I think Jonathan Blow hired an architect for that game. So, like, are these buildings, you know, can this building exist in yeah. reality? And mm -hmm. the experts in guns and experts in players crashing together in you know football games like it, it, to make that stuff yeah. realistic what's the end game there like yeah. how do you how do you progress in another 10 years when you know computers and consoles can handle you know anything you can throw at them but how do you create the assets to actually yeah, make totally. it feel realistic like mm. when it was 16 bit the armor didn't need to be like real armor and now it does yeah i th i think a lot of fantasy games have that <clears throat> advantage of you know the players uh, mouth mm -hmm. can be covered or whatever sports games 
I remember doing something for 2K14, and like, oh, look at the way the guy's mouth emotes now when he goes up for a dunk. Yep. That's not in my consciousness thinking about it mm-hmm. when you're playing those games. But those that work on it. get past that uncanny valley of like exactly. having characters look weird. Why does weird, this look right? odd? Yeah, they're not reacting properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lip syncing lip sync is one of the the last like yes. uh, hurdles that developers can't seem to get over. And messed like, up Mass Effect Andromeda. Realistic yeah. lip syncing. Yeah, Re- reactions. Yeah, Still can't sure. quite get there. And they teeth. Try- teeth, too. It's like the Teeth and eyes. Teeth and eyes sometimes. So it's but. funny that I did play and purchase and enjoy games at the time maybe in the 90s, that I just thought were um, so amazing looking I couldn't pass them up. Like, uh, um, what are the, uh, like, what's the game called? Planet Fall? No. What's the one that we keep playing that's the super realistic uh, flashback? Flashback, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, everybody, for identity. everybody played that game. Out of this world, good. right? It's terrible. It's, the animation. Yeah, yeah, it's the animation. like so unplayable and crappy yeah. to play because, you know, the animation is so good. Yeah. What are games that are now out that we all like want to play because they look good, like Red Dead. That might not have, I mean, you know, a great game behind them. I think Red Dead's a really good example. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. Well, like, what else me. is there? Like, me. that's a pretty recent one. I can't think of one well, where, like, I really wanted to play <clears> this because I was just like, I got to see how well they yeah. they drew this game. You know, it's the Order eighteen eighty six got a really really positive reputation for just being one of the best looking games mm. ever. Right. Even that's if the cool. gameplay didn't quite live up. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I think of the games I played in twenty eighteen. Uh, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Far Cry 5, Just Cause 4, they all seem to be like pretty much on the same level like yeah, visually, uh, you know. Yeah. But then like God of War is a huge standout to me. Yeah. Like I thought every every moment of God of War looked amazing. And that's I think because the gameplay backed it up. Like and and I'm in the same boat. Like I think that there's just Bethesda games and certain other games I just can't get into them because the gameplay doesn't feel good sometimes. And so when it's coupled with the visual style of something that it might not be photoreal, but like God of War was an amazing looking game, but it did have this art design style that yeah. matched it. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't going for photoreal. So mm-hmm. I agree with you in that standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the term graphics is like not even relevant anymore. Because when we're checking out games in the yeah. office, we talk about the visuals. Yeah, we say right. it looks beautiful. Yeah, or yeah. So we don't. We don't really even when we're like writing reviews. Like when was the last time we ever talked about no, graphics? You don't say good graphics in a review, right. yeah. And, and it's funny to think about and that. that. And that's we give I the think, award out still, though. Yeah, that's what's weird. I, I know that that's what Sean's point is. Is like, oh, I liked the graphics of Mega Man back mm-hmm. then. And it's not meant to be photo real, but from a context of seeing how it's presented, that's, yeah, <laughs> graphics does not seem like it's a relative term anymore. Yeah, now that we're past 64. Mega Man X is... It's so pastel. I don't know why he would pick that game. It's a weird one to pull out of. He a hat. Di- if you're looking for like 16-bit sprite work, like no, I know <laughs> he, he dies on that hill. Aesthetic. It's it's hilarious, but it, but it is. I, I think understand. It's kind of plain compared to even like Mega Man two and three. <laughs> Agreed. Perfect. I do too. But you know, it, but that's what I mean. There is a, there's a psychology I think to it that you kind of tried to get into those characters. You just use your mind a little bit more back then with those games. We right? do go, you know, in when award season comes around, you know, we go back and forth between we've sometimes given a technical excellence award for a game that runs at 60 FPS and, you know, really, really high resolution textures and is just an amazing technical showpiece. Yeah. And then we've given out, you know, art direction awards too to make sure we recognize just the most beautiful games like, you know, yeah. Gris yeah. or anything that's doing something brand new. Your darkest um, dungeons, your yeah. Yeah. inside. Um, kind of game but it, it, it remains a challenge to mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, that's you What's fun about games like Red Dead, which are just like so visually amazing, is that I trust companies to come through on their promises going forward. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me more confident about Cyberpunk 
that Red Dead looked yeah. as good as it looked. Because mm. I'm like, oh, maybe that 30-minute slice of Cyberpunk that we all saw, maybe it is what the game's going to be like. Whereas, like, there's been whole eras of games yeah. where it's like, you see something, is and you're like, could that really yeah. end up looking like that? And Red Dead, like, way exceeded my expectations for what it could look like, mm. you know? Kill Zone 2. Yeah. That's, That's like the last example of maybe the bullshot era. Yes. Of, I'm sure it's happened since, but really, really high-profile, just faked graphics. Did not live up like, to what it was. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What did like, they show? They, they showed a CG. They showed a fake, tra- like yeah. fake gameplay. Well, they're like, oh, this is like oh, actually I remember in development. That I remember that. Yeah, now. but it was like duck and cover cell. shooting and everything. That was like, oh yeah, that was like a big controversy at the yeah. time. Yeah. It was huge. Now I want to go back and read up on that. Yeah, mm. that's funny. Yeah, and I think I don't remember my details hazy, but I think when pressed on it, they're like, well, this is our target for what the game's gonna yes. look like. Target render. Yeah. That's always the thing. And when the technology's not out and it's years away, mm-hmm. it's like. Oops, sorry. And that, I mean, that's, that's happened Madden so many times the last too. couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Hey, GameScoop listeners. If you're looking for more in-depth discussions about video games and the process of making them, check out this brand new podcast called Humans Who Make Games. Hosted by comedian and Adam Ruins Everything star Adam Conover, Humans Who Make Games offers insight into the origins of the games like Spelunky, one of my favorite games of all time, Binding of Isaac, and more from the people who made them. The first episode will be with Binding of Isaac developer Edmund McMillan. Check out Humans Who Make Games in your favorite podcast service. All right, moving on. This is Thomas Hemsley in the UK. He says, hi, Damon and the Gamescoop crew. This year, I've been revisiting 2017 via the Gamescoop back catalog on iTunes. Damon, in early 2017, you said that you had never purchased a season pass. A couple of years on, I wondered if your thoughts had changed on season passes, if you'd purchased one, and what type of season pass content would make you more likely to purchase more regularly. I recently purchased the Spider-Man season pass at launch. Mm. I didn't enjoy revisiting the game in small chunks and ultimately felt burnt out by the time I returned to play part three of the season pass story. I left with negative feelings on the game that I wouldn't have had if I'd finished after the main campaign without playing any additional content. Uh, Thomas, no, I still, I don't, I don't ever buy season passes. You didn't get the Zelda one? Interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the exception. Yeah, I did buy the, uh, Zelda. I have not bought, um, uh, Smash Brothers. I haven't bought it yet, but. Make sure you redeem your Piranha Plant. I I, I have done that. I've done that already. And that's also a note for the public. Uh, everyone knows if you bought the game or pre-ordered the game, you get the Piranha Plant free, but it doesn't just come for free. You have to take action. You have to go to your Nintendo account or you should have gotten an email and, you know, click on the thing to sort of redeem it. Otherwise you will not get your Piranha Plant. Yeah. So, no, I feel like you put that in a wiki. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, there's so much to play. Like when I finish a game, like I'm, I'm happy to move on to the next thing. Like even something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is so big. I haven't finished the main story. I'm never going to play the DLC for that game. Like I'm going to be yeah. moving on to play other games. I play this game called Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't you know. know if you. You definitely get the season pass for that. Well, the, the thing is, like, and so it's interesting to hear you say that <laughs> because games as a service now seems to be much more prevalent than 10, you know, well, even three or four years ago sort yeah. of thing. Um, I'm curious, do you think you'd maybe get a season pass if it was like a multiplayer game or you just don't? But I mean, I don't play those games that myself. Gotcha. So I don't, yeah, it's I, not really that, relevant to me. That's interesting to hear because um, I'm, I 
kind of in the same way for single player content games until it releases some kind of um, you know like edition that just has them all bundled in. Then I'll usually go and play that. Mm. So I don't stick with you know buying little tiny DLCs for those kind of games either. I wish Mario Odyssey had had a season plan. Oh, and I would have. If they put yeah. out another world, I would absolutely buy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you're that you're right that you know games as a service thanks to mainly companies like Ubisoft, like Season Pass has taken on a new meaning in something like Rainbow Six, where that actually is like a living product that's yeah. changing yes. in substantive ways over time. But um, for me, you know, DLC and season passes have always been the same math of like the first example I remember kind of thinking about it was like Halo 3, where um, this game $60, you get a whole amazing single player campaign and dozens of multiplayer maps, maybe not dozens, but a lot of multiplayer maps and modes. And then for 10 more dollars, you know, I think you're getting four more maps. And I'm like, but that's not worth one sixth of the $60 game. Like it's less content for the amount of money. And that's how I feel about Assassin's Creed too. For $60 or, you know, it was quickly on sale Mm. for $30, you get, you know, a 50 hour RPG. And then for, for too much more money, you're getting less back. Like the, the dollar level enjoyment like doesn't pan out in, in the funny. DLC's favor. I think also because the stores have so many games on sale at different times, nine times out of 10, if I wait for like a month or two mm-hmm. away, you can always find those things bundled together for literally a third of the price. Like over the holidays, half of them were on sale, like 60% off. And they'll like you mean when they bundle all the DLC? When in? they bundle it yeah. together, mm-hmm. yeah. The, so the, then, the timing of it's tricky, right? If yeah. they do it too early, you know, it can agitate people because, you know, yeah. right or wrong, they feel like it should have been included in the it. game, even yeah. though that's not how like development pipelines work. But yeah. um, I'm still working my way through the game. I don't need this DLC yet, but if they wait too long, everybody's moved on and nobody cares anymore. So, you know, they're kind of trying to strike that balance with Assassin's Creed, but it does put developers in a tight spot. Yeah. Last question then. Would you like it if it was more cosmetics or like content or what would make you buy it? Or would, or you just, you you don't think you ever would? I mean, I I just, like I was saying, like, uh, there's just always new stuff coming out to to play. Like, It's Thursday. That's when they update the Nintendo eShop. So like 40 (laughs) new games came to the Switch and there's going to be one or two that Mm -hmm. will look interesting to me. So yeah, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey since October. When I do finish the story sometime soon, like I don't need more of that game. It's enough. It's enough. I'm good. That's fair. Uh, Thomas also says episode 512 last week was fantastic. Wacky Mad Libs must return. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Maybe one, maybe one of these days. <laughs> what if we just do plain Mad Libs? Just plain. <laughs> Deadly serious Mad Libs. And then he has a PS. He says, I'm looking to revisit more of the GameScoop back catalog. However, iTunes history doesn't hold anything earlier than 2017. Mm. That's probably okay. It would be great For if it was best. easier to revisit the full show history with the choice of audio or video. All right, so there's a couple ways you can do this, Thomas and anyone else who's interested. You can come over to Damon's house. He has them all. Yep, that's true. <laughs> just bring a USB uh, stick. There's the GameScoop YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GameScoop. I think we opened that in 2016. So you can go back, at least back to April 2016, you can yeah. find everything there. But if you really want to go back, our podcast service that we use is called Libsyn, and they have every episode since we started using them in 2010. So if you go to gamescoop.ign.libsynpro.com, it's just a list of every Gamescoop episode, and you can download the files directly. 2010, yeah. you said? It goes back to July 2010. What number episode would that have been? I don't know. That would have been 200. Fun fact, we still have the couch that used to be here. Out in the lobby somewhere. Yeah. In somewhere in the it's lobby? It's still around. It's still Hiding. around. It's free. Uh, Who wants to just come pick it up? We've just been waiting for years. Yeah. <laughs> that address, once again, is gamescoop.ign.libsonpro.com. Uh, Who this was is, the cast in 2010? Uh, it would have been... Predates me. I mean, it would have been Ooh. Greg and I. Who's Greg Miller, Craig Harris? 
I mean, the guys that were probably still around then, Ryan Geddes, Hillary Goldstein, Craig Harris, uh, Anthony Gallegos. Right. Uh, maybe he hadn't joined us in 2010. Yeah, he was here. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been too long. Can't keep I joined together. in 2011, so that's the way that I sort of <clears throat> can mentally parse it out. Drag. Now, this is Erin Spencer, and she's going to take us to task. Uh-oh. She says, hi, hello, howdy. Hi. Why the heck is no one talking about Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> I haven't heard you all mention I it. I talked about it all morning. <laughs> where's, where's Jonathan? Until game's I Jonathan. haven't heard you all mention it. We've been waiting for about 10 years. It's the ending game that wraps it all up. The only info oh. I've gotten is from Facebook fan pages. Number one, what's the scoop? Number two, what's the scoop on the lack of scoop? <laughs> well, so Aaron, the the you know, we're uh, we're all big gamers. We're lifelong gamers. It's our passion and our hobby. But no no one plays and knows every game and every franchise. And I think Kingdom Hearts is just yeah a franchise that we don't have a lot of experience in. I missed. At least yeah. the three of us, the people on this panel. As right? someone that's yep. been looking at those games from afar, they are incomprehensible yes. in regards to what is going on and who these people are. And it's become, you know, it's become a meme, like, oh, yeah. the Kingdom Hearts story is impossible to understand. But it truly is like a barrier to entry. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel that I can pick that game up and enjoy it, you know, as someone that didn't yeah. play the franchise up to now. And, you know, versus something like, you know, God of War or Resident Evil, it's like, fine, just jump in. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit steeped in it right now because we're preparing a big strategy right. guide for it. And, uh, you know, we are trying to kind of like it's been a long time since one of those games came out. And it's yeah. not like a standard open world game. It's not even like a standard Final Fantasy type game. There's a bunch of different, you know, Disney themed worlds in it. It's very unique. And we're trying to figure out like how to map it and stuff like that. But like it sounds I, I think it's interesting that they choose really popular worlds and really obscure ones. Like in this one, it has Toy Story and Pirates of the Caribbean, but then it has like Hercules and it has like, um, you know, just like weird, weird worlds that are not common Disney stuff. I think hundred mm-hmm. acre woods is one of them. Like it's just, yeah. you know, like it's, it, surprising. It, it's, it's, it's cool that it, it worships like Disneyana, but like it does it like with a really like kind of nerdy lens. I think yeah. that's, that's cool. It's not for me. But I think that's a good idea. Now, I also, from what I understand from our preview coverage, it has no Final Fantasy in it. And it used to be like a really split down the middle right. Final Fantasy. Like the uh, gameplay was like Final Fantasy? No, no. It had oh, Final Fantasy characters. characters See, I didn't even know that. Stuff in it. Yeah, yeah the whole no idea, idea was that it's Disney and Final Fantasy characters and meet each other. But the main character is not Final Fantasy. Yeah. So now it had like Moogles and stuff in it. Like, mm. You know, Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. Airships, maybe. I don't know. Sid, <laughs> he's probably in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now this game is like really just really focused on the Disney side of things. Yeah. And the original stuff. There's lots of original stuff in there, too. Jonathan Dorn. all interesting. Jonathan Dornbush. Obviously, uh, he just did something about, you know, if you haven't been into it, there's like a, in five minutes to help you out. Mm-hmm. And it is one of those things where, yeah, I, I missed And lots well of preview too, coverage so. is coming from us this week, too. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to trying it and seeing. But that was the question that I had for him. I was like, so do you need to play them all before you play this one? Mm-hmm. Or can you just jump in? And so gotta it's watch definitely like the big JRPG. Like yeah. that. That's cool that we have a giant JRPG early this year. Yeah. To, to kind of. They know, did release the catch up. Oh, what's it called? The the Kingdom Hearts. They released the PS4. It maybe on other platforms. Like the too. HD collection or the what? But it has point, like all the it has all the stuff on. Like, it. and it's got all like just buy that and you can catch up on basically all of it. it even has like Kingdom Hearts like movies and stuff like that on it. I, I think there is even a Tron package. world in one of them. Yeah, it sounds right. Tron. <clears throat> yeah, like Justin was saying, it's it seems very convoluted. I don't know what 358 divided by two days means, or Birth by Sleep, or Final Remix 2.8. Yeah. Like it just, it's all just seems like nonsense. How'd you know all those names? And then also for me, just me personally, I don't really, I don't like fetishize Disney the way a lot of people do, and like yeah. worship yeah, Disney, and like I don't care about going to Disneyland or any of that stuff. So that that's 
the fact that it's Disney characters isn't a big draw. Yeah, me. of course. Yeah, we have a few people in our office who are like that. I think like Brian Malkowitz and uh, Wynn go to Disney. I know like, the thing. They I go know. to once a month. And yeah, it's like, I've been to Disney once in the last 15 years. There's definitely <laughs> Disney people. That's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Is, for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, looks cool. But now there's so, another game. Oh, sorry. To, to just as a postscript to that. Yeah. We don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And that was a fun discussion. I don't want anybody out there making reaction videos about how little we know about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because uh, that's the thing. You I realized. You out on Kingdom Hearts stuff. I mean, there's definitely, like, oh, it yes. is, Kingdom Hearts it remains the most making, popular, most anticipated yes. game of, you know, there's a lot of big games coming out this, this quarter. Kingdom Hearts just we goes are, crazy on IG. We're not making yeah. any sort of value judgment on Kingdom Hearts. No. The way we would say maybe a Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Uh, this is this is Adam from Didsbury, UK. He uh, also wants to know why we haven't been talking about a certain game. He says, love the show. Your team does a really good job. I know that there are a lot of really hotly anticipated games this year, and you can only spread your attention so far. I was curious, though, about the lack of coverage for games based on Games Workshop's Warhammer, Warhammer brand on the show. Mm-hmm. Dawn of War. Total War, Warhammer, and Vermintide have all been great successes, and the upcoming Battlefleet mm. Gothic Armada 2 yeah. looks incredible. The universe is perfect for video game adaptation with a rich story, lots of dangerous creatures, and cool weapons and vehicles. My question to the panel is this. What are your personal thoughts on the franchise, and how would you like to see it adapted to a video game? Yeah. Well, I don't... Again, I don't really... Duggan likes the Vermintide. I was just going to say, Duggan, Tom... I liked, I liked, I played and Dawn of War 1 any, and 2, but you know, that was a decade ago. I don't have any uh, experience with this franchise or series. Are those PC exclusives or no? Are they mostly? No, not Maybe not exclusive, exclusive, but, but yeah, I mean, that's very much live, a PC. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I was never a huge PC guy. Like, I was early until about like 2000 something, and then mm-hmm. I fell off doing mostly consoles. And then obviously, PC has made a huge resurgence in the last like four or five years. So, when he says, what are your personal thoughts on the franchise? He means Warhammer, do you think? Yes. Okay. And which yeah. was a tabletop game? Yeah, that's where it comes. Like, I really, really love board games and uh, maybe even a little more than video games these days. But um, but I've never been like a tabletop miniature gamer, mm-hmm. just more of like a Euro game board game style thing. And it's a really, really different mm-hmm. like that style of war gaming and miniature gaming is a whole different subculture yeah. that I just it's just I've never participated in, mm-hmm. you know, so it's. It's pretty dense and um, and uh, and can be expensive as well. Yeah. I, I played so, Warhammer once, and the other day laid out like yeah. the guy mm-hmm. that is running it laid out like a six by six foot like giant yeah. battlefield, and that was all interesting. It was kind of neat to see it and stuff, but um, I hated the gameplay. There was just dice rolls were mm-hmm. way over the top in it. Mm-hmm. Like it was like you know angle damage, yeah. like all these different yeah. things. I, I don't. I've never even played DD. I don't know anything about it. But like that was a real turnoff for me. It's a. Like, it's, I really hated it. It's a really really cool hobby that I respect. And you know yeah. people paint their minis and you know play the game and and you know your ability to sort of fully invest in that is great. But um, but yeah, it is pretty challenging and dense. You know when mm-hmm. you're on the outside looking in. It's just like card games. Uh, Duggan's been playing uh, Magic there since it's got uh, onto PC now, and just watching him play those games and looking Magic at the uh, Magic the Gathering, the Gathering Arena, yeah. Yeah. was that what's called? Yeah, and then Hearthstone as well too. Yeah, it you you need to understand those worlds and mm-hmm. be into them like you know physically yeah. as well as digital. There's definitely uh, like CCGs in games like Magic the Gathering. I did grow up on. Yeah. So even though I don't know, even though a game like Artifact is a completely different game system, different rules, it's its own thing. It builds on this like shared knowledge and like common understanding yeah. of how card games work in a way that like Warhammer does too. And so if you don't come from that background, it can be tough. Do you see that? Dawn of War is really cool. Everybody should play it. 
I thought Vermintide looked kind of neat. It was yeah. like a Left 4 Dead yeah. with like rats that you fight. Yep. Oh, that was kind of cool. Yep. Do you see Artifacts player base has dropped 97%? Yes. Since what? launch? Yeah. Why would they even share that statistic? It's uh, they Steam no, stats you, are yeah, public. Steam stats are public. But so. they, that they control that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just it's a, it's turn a it foolish off thing <laughs> to tell people. <laughs> um, they could change the number and nobody would ever know. And I actually liked Artifact. Um, yeah. I liked it well enough. Um, anyway, before we get to 20 questions, let's share what we've been playing. CJ, uh, just before the show, didn't you play through the Resident Evil 2 demo? I did. I got... Uh, did you did I didn't. I got well. Not yet. It's paused. I have like uh, I have ten more minutes <laughs> left. I was playing That's it before cool. here. Really? Yeah, yeah. You can pause neat. it. You can pause it. The timer doesn't move. Whoa. Yeah. So I was like, uh, so I'm going back in there to finish it off because I saw. Yeah, like just um, you know, like all the different comparisons and even just so the change from the the camera being static in the old ones versus the over the shoulder. Uh, yeah, they've yeah. done a really good job. And I I'm, did you play the original? Uh, I did, but so long ago that I was I, saying like, yeah, same. It, it, I played. Resident Evil 2 20 years ago. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the last time I've jumped in. Uh, was that on the, the PS Classic that got released, or what was, was no. there any, was Resident Evil Just 1 Resident on Evil it? 1 was on Resident Evil 1. Um, yeah, so I would love to play those games again in, well, in there. Come by our desk. The, yeah. Before, Did oh. you see what we were playing? No. We fired oh, up, man. We fired up Resident Evil 2 on Nintendo 64. Awesome. I played Amazing. for 20 minutes, didn't get to a save marker, and then it took me back to the title screen. Oh, we've tried several times. old school right yeah. there. Those yeah. tank controls, and then especially with the uh, right. Nintendo 64 for a controller. Yeah. We were really struggling to that, get to the first save point. That controller does not age well. And shooting yeah. Up and yeah. Down. yeah. Is, is the controller actually decent or is it kind of like analog stick? People keep coming by my desk and being like, oh, if this is on a PlayStation, I'd be able to rock this. What's the yeah, difference? I don't know. Well, it's a single yeah. analog stick, two trigger buttons. I mean, that's all you're dealing with. I haven't yeah. picked up your N64 controller yet, but the analog sticks can get pretty loose. They were they, well, if anal yeah. that analog stick is in good shape, but okay, that's yeah. true. If the analog stick is actually the problem, but like the, the problem yeah. with that game is that sure. left and right <laughs> yeah. spin you it's right. And <laughs> up and down make you aim. It's just like completely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, saying so that that's was, how we all played games. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I'd love to see that because what other game did I play recently? Yeah, where you couldn't invert the controls, and I was like, oh, this is not good. And your brain has to get used to it because yeah. it's mostly flying games, and they didn't, they just never gave you the option before. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the forced inversion, even if it's yeah. camera cha changing, that was always a thing. You can make it, you know, the Usually. camera change left or right, yeah. different. And like when you play games that lock you into the other way, you just go you go wrong every single yeah, time. It's tough, so but funny. that's cool. Yeah, I want to I want to jump by and see that. You know, obviously we did Mario Paint last time. It looks pretty good. It's like well, muddy, but it looks good. Yeah, well, I mean, it actually is really impressive visually. Yeah, because your your little screen there is probably about like the most perfect size for. The well, it's like a CRT there. that crunches it to the yeah, thirteen inches. So exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. It looks good. It's gonna look as good as it can get as it can look. I've actually been playing a lot of Resident Evil 2 because I'm reviewing it for IGN. Uh, so dun, 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 dun. So that review hopefully will be up on Tuesday. Uh, hopefully we can get everything done. It's a pretty quick turnaround uh, for this review. Yeah. We didn't, it could be a really big game. We just got copies of the game. We just don't know. A couple yeah. days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so please be excited for my thoughts on Resident Evil 2 mm -hmm. early next week. Nice. Mm -hmm. Justin, playing anything? Yeah, I'm playing CrossCode. Man, that oh, yeah. game's great. Because uh, we, we discovered that on our new favorite show, it's fun to check out Steam games. Yeah, not a real show, but maybe could be, <laughs> should be. Um, Dan and I, it's it's actually not <laughs> slow around the office, particularly now that Resident Evil's here. But January is not as crazy as, you know, October, November, December are around here. So we've had a little bit of chance to just yeah. sort of putz around and play some Steam games. CrossCode came out last year, and um, I, I guess I don't know why anybody else missed it. I missed it because it had been an early access forever and then they finally like put the 1.0 stamp on it and released it to the world and man i gotta apologize for sleeping on that game that absolutely would have been in my personal game of the year hunt for last year 
Uh, it's a top-down RPG, similar-ish, like you know, a Secret of Mana, Legend of Mana type game, um, and you're you know running around, slashing things, shooting things, um, and it is excellent. I look forward to checking it out when it eventually comes to Switch. It does feel like I mean I have no idea if they have plans to port it or even how the game performed on Steam, but it would be very appropriate and at home on that platform. Mm. And of course, we've all been playing a lot of Ding Dong XL. Yes, mm-hmm. if you've been following us on social media, you know. <laughs> I'm number 50 in the world. I'm the world's 50th, 50th best Ding Dong XL player. Yeah, it's, uh, you're going pro. You're touring. Mm-hmm. East, the, new, the newest eSport. Yeah. You're gonna uh, but of course, Jared, Jared Petty is 10th. So what genre it. would you put that game in? Arcade. Arcade? Yeah. What if that, that wasn't a genre? What would you put it in? <laughs> I think that's kind of a cop-out. Um, Sports? It's an avoidance game. An avoidance game. All right. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm tr- I was trying to think. It's like, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're trying to avoid. Oh, it's um, an endless it's, runner. It's like Freeway on Atari 2600. It's just like Freeway or Frogger. Ooh, yeah. Frogger, yeah. You don't go so back what is the other fr- way. What is Frogger? It's a, it's a, it, <laughs> an avoidance. It's, it's just totally of the frog genre. Frog genre. <laughs> Crossy frog, Road. Frogra. Uh. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Sebastian Marin from Edmonton, Canada. Ooh. You know him? Right next to him. I got it. I can can channel Canadian. Remember, they didn't have Double Dare in Canada. (laughs) That's right. So it's not that. It was Funhouse. It's It's called Funhouse in Canada, right? Funhouse. And they had a better host. Uh, Better hair, not a better host. (laughs) Does this game have uh, polygons? Summer's rules. Does this game have polygons in it? I don't think I can answer that question. Is this, a, is this game played, is this a 3D game? Meaning, are you moving around in a 3D space? Are you moving around in a 3D space? No. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like it's not Race FX. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, Probably it, not. It's not Star Fox. Uh, is this a platformer? No. Okay. Is this game from before the year 1990? No. Hmm. Is this game from before January 1st, 1980? No. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it needs to be between 90 and 2000. Oh, wait, did yeah. I screw it up? Yeah, I think you did. did I do it backwards? It backwards. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come on. What? <laughs> All right. What, you uh, asked- is this from before 2000? I apologize. No. I hosed us there a little bit. But All it's right. a 2D so game, you said. Contemporary. I said contemporary you game. don't move around yeah. in 3D space. Did this come out on a uh, uh, laser red disc-based medium? What's that mean? Laser red? Well, I want to include <laughs> UMDs because we had this whole UMD thing last time. That's right. I heard Lasers that. read DMD, DVDs, UMDs, CD-ROMs. Oh, I, red. Just not red is in the color. Yeah, I yeah. was confused yeah. as well. The answer is no. It's cart, cart-based game. Cart or based. DL. Or digital only. Well, let's do that. Is it a digital only game? As far as I know. There may have been like a, you know, I don't know about limited run games and that stuff, but. I okay. think it's Super Meat Boy. <laughs> but you said it's not a platformer. Okay. Yeah, which that would be a platformer. Yeah. Um, hmm. Castle Crashers. Was this uh, a multiplayer question? Maybe is this game have multiplayer in it? Yes, could be. Does your graphical question give you any clue here? We he said it's not. You don't move around in a three D plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that wouldn't be could be N plus plus. Yeah. Was this, uh, I'm just going to ask it, was this on consoles? Yes. Okay. 
Because it'd be weird if it was just a phone game or something. We would never get to it. Right. A 2D game that's not a platformer feels like actually a pretty good hint. Or a game that's not... Yeah, because those, well, side, those side objects beat them explore them. Right? Side scroller beat em ups, which is basically. Even what, then, you're moving around in. But I still wouldn't call those a platformer, though. No, they're not a platformer, but you're moving around in 3D space. Yeah, but you're moving sideways. Does I think your player way, kill stuff in this game? Do you, does your, do you kill stuff in this game? Yeah, or, or just attack it, I guess I should. I'm going to rephrase that. Do you, you attack would, stuff in this game? Yes. Okay. That's 10. You attack the puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said with a sword, so we could have limited it with. Uh, well, go for it. Well, I mean, th- is there a sword you can ask that? Uh, We're not going to get this one. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. listen, listen. I may have an air ball coming, but I definitely want to make sure we get the. Uh... Why don't you ask if it came out before 1970? <laughs> yeah, I do feel if we if we get it in 21 questions, it's 100 percent my fault. Yeah, I'll cop to that. Um. Um, if only we had one more question. <laughs> oh, is, is this is this game based on a uh, an animated cartoon series? No, that's very specific, okay. CJ. I well, don't know what are you doing over here? No, because I, I want to eliminate a lot of. The, I know you were trying. You your eliminated best. one game. I know. No, that was a few. That was a <laughs> he few. knows. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I, well, at least you're dejected by there it. Was, there was the. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you shoot? Th- does your character shoot things with guns in this game? Yes. Okay. Oh, I should just do this. There's some shooty times. 2D Does this shoot, game 2D have shooties. realistic 2D graphics? Realistic graphics? No. Shadow Complex? What that year? has realistic graphics. I would say that what year did it come well out? Too. Oh, no. What was, what? <laughs> I mean, just Can just to us? recap, what <laughs> era, we, era, we said after 2000s, right? Yeah. Yeah, after two thousand, it's not before two thousand. It's a digital download. Yes. What, do, why, what are you doing? <laughs> after <laughs> that means after two thousands. Um, after two thousands, two D game where you shoot things, kill things. I, I feel like I feel like we could like there's uh, like Birth of Isaac and these other games. That I think it was a hint that he he didn't say well, you kill stuff in. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Hold on. You said I didn't yeah. say anything. You rephrased. You rephrased your question. I know, yeah. but he had that whole like thing where he stopped for a little bit. I don't think so. I was just clarifying your question. Could be binding of Isaac. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm trying to think of is it that? That's a game I am. Do you play this of. game from a side, like a side perspective? Is it played from a side view? Yes. Oh, Not okay. binding well, of that's Isaac. That's nice. It's nice to know that. It eliminates um, weird Zelda. Any, exactly. Anything like that. That's what I was is thinking. It, did the company that make this game is are they still around? Yes. It's a side game that's not a platformer. I feel like we actually can probably get this I if we're not think it is, super dummies. Right. Uh, 15 what, it could questions. Be, it could be Towerfall. It add multiplayer. could be Towerfall. Yeah. Castle Crashers. I was thinking of, but I mean, you can't shoot really that. It's, it's not Castle Crashers isn't from a side perspective. You're looking down. Mm-hmm. You're looking. You're three-fourths overhead in that game, for sure. It's but, an isometric game. I don't know. It could be, but you're not killing things in World of Goo. I mean... It could be like maybe ten thousand games right now. I know, but so therein lies the problem of our oh, guessing strategy. Reduce anything here. I think it could be Towerfall. You guys don't remember think that about game? the games though. Think about the questions to narrow down. Well, Towerfall was only multiplayer, so now I'm curious about yeah. if you're, this game had multiplayer. Is this game uh, primarily considered like a multiplayer first experience? No. Okay. So not a fighting. Not it could have been a fighting game, by the way. We just eliminated fighting games. Mm-hmm. Do you play as a lady in this game? Uh, unknown. Why? Did you, does that, we burn a <laughs> yeah. question oh, for that? Yeah, I mean, I, it is. Un, it is unclear what what your gender is. Why? What are you? 
Are you some sort of? Are you like a block? Is it Thomas was alone? <laughs> is it yeah, like maybe it's what's the uh, what's the? Do you play as an object that doesn't have a gender? What's the box boy? Yeah. He's a boy though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these are these are all platformers and like top down. Yeah, so, good point. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't want to. So it's it has multiplayer, again. but it's not mostly multiplayer. It could still be N plus, by the way. If it's a shooty game where you can't tell what you, oh, yeah, I mean, you must be a, a not human or. Right. Yeah, an abstract shooter. Are you or, in a ship? Are there any ship-based? Or a robot. Yeah. Like SteamWorld Dig. A ship or robot-based shooter. Although you're a boy robot in one of the games, and then you're a girl in the sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever mm. that means. Yeah, I know. Or three I questions. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what questions to ask now based on everything we've eliminated. Mm-hmm. I would also call SteamWorld a platformer, I think. Yeah. Hmm. We did a bad job... done there's nothing else to say besides what I was going to say was we usually do better about (laughs) like it's too late now but I want to know if it was developed in America or Japan do you think it's too late yeah I think we should decide if it's if you're a robot or an animal and then just try to go from what you play as maybe actually unclear if you play as a man because we got that far do you play as a living do you play as something that was born and is alive (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and has arms and legs and is well, a- interesting are you asking if you control someone that is alive what? yes like, you're in direct control i would see damon i understand you're trying to help us but when you ask me these clarifying <laughs> questions i always think you're just trying to trap us I'm not trick us i'm on your side yeah i want to know if you control something that is living and alive Here's the answer. you are not in direct control of of something alive <laughs> what, or this someone. is some weird this is some weird abstract man, Edmonton. Why would you do this to me? It's probably Ding Dong XL. Could be, yeah, <laughs> could it be Limbo? No, it's no, platforming. Limbo, yeah, as a little boy. No, it's like one of those games. Where he's like, in Limbo. He is. It's one of two things: either you know you're playing as like a block or like something weird like that, or it's a game where you don't directly control, like a game where you like ring a bell and then like something happens. Yeah, like over Lemmings. Here. Yeah, like Lemmings. More like Lemmings esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I wonder, should we ask if it's a VR game or something like that? Would that narrow it down? Well, it's only played from a 2D, it's played from a side-scrolling perspective. Is this an indie game? I mean, I'd say, yeah. Um, can you, how would you, how do you yes. define that? Yes, yes. <laughs> Here <laughs> we go. How do you define that? Uh, This wasn't published by a major publisher that has E3 press conferences and it's all over E3. Then no. That brings us so to... So it's published wait, by Sony. Wait, sorry, does question. that mean it is? Or is which, which way? How was that question phrased? By Sam's definition, it is not an indie game. Okay. But you're, you're on your last question. And it's downloadable only. It's on consoles. So it's probably like... By a giant company. So it could be like Child of Light or... Like, uh, you know, it could be Yarny. Like, what was that? Yarny uh, or, or Moss. Like Moss, I was thinking. Of you play as a living game. being. You play as a little mouse. You do. I guess that's a It could be Yarny. Game. What was mm-hmm. that game? Unraveled. 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 Mm-hmm. Did we ask about sequels? No. No. But the we company's didn't. still around that made it. So we asked. Helps. Would that be considered a, a platformer type game, though? Or mm-hmm. no? well, let's just go with Unraveled. We got nothing better. Yeah. All right. Is it Unraveled? Now, hold on. What? <laughs> didn't you determine it's a shooty game? I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Yes, so we do. Did. you want to guess Can Unraveled? You, no, we don't <laughs> want to guess Unraveled. <laughs> Can you shoot yarn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, the realistic graphics, uh, honestly, it could have been Shadow Complex if not it's for that. N- yeah, Cave Story. Well, and you play as a living, you play as a robot in Cave Story. 
You play as a robot in Cave Story. I know. I think you. I don't actually know if you're clearly a boy robot in that game. I don't remember who you are in that game. Is it Cave Story? What big publisher do you think published Cave Story? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I will reveal the answer. It was released in 2013. Okay. It was a PlayStation 4 launch title. PlayStation 4 launch title. It's uh, it's Resogun. It's Resogun. Oh. Hmm. Resogun. Would have never Resogun. Felt my house, Mark. Published yeah. by Sony. Now, you tell me, are there polygons in that game? There are voxels. Yeah, oh, man. You, you, you almost got it right off the bat. Yeah, it's a voxel well, game. Only everybody, like, there are only like three games that PS4 was launched or something. Yeah, maybe not that many. Let's just delete Resident this twenty guns. We, <laughs> we yeah, did a bad exactly. job. I, we we do well when we narrow down platform, or maybe year. I thought we, it was too. It was nineteen. You guys, years, you guys, you guys yeah. touched on controlling a ship, but then you never, you never explored that. Yeah. You go yeah. for that. Way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that with any of our questions. Rezo gun. That's oh. Canada. Cool. What was the uh, PS3? What was their PS3 launch game? The one where you're on the sphere, the orb? Um, Super Stardust. Dude, Super Stardust was my jam. I like yeah. that more than Resogun. I don't think that's available on PS4. Mm. Is it? Just mm. natively? I mean, maybe. That I, was officially only my second loss. <laughs> second of many. Second, second of many to come. Yeah, Kid Icarus when I didn't guess that. We'll one. just get that high score in Ding Dong and you can beat Damon. <laughs> and feel good about Perfect. Yourself. There we go. Let's go. That's your second 20 questions loss? Second 20 questions of loss. three recent appearances? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I am now. Well, CJ, two, when you phrase it that way, that's <laughs> so good. Uh, five and two, I think. Would you have it. guessed that if it was no. just you? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. There's nothing I would have guessed. <laughs> so did, we helped you fail. You did help me fail. I appreciate it. Blaming you guys. We should have zeroed in on controlling a ship. Is, are yeah. you mechanical? Yeah. Do you like control that. a what ship? What was the cartoon game you were trying to eliminate? Uh, Simpsons. No, uh, like Ninja Turtles or any of those other yeah. cartoony like side-scrolling beat 'em ups, like because I wasn't 100 percent sure when when the year it was. Yeah, because there's been a bunch of other games like that in that space. All right, thank you for the suggestion, Sebastian in Edmonton, Canada. Yeah, that thanks. Is- yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thanks. Oh. All the scoops we have for you this week. I'm gonna play uh, Resident Evil 2 all weekend. We have a long weekend. Nice. That's right. Oh, we, we do have a long yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so Monday. great, and it's gonna be rainy, so you might as well stay in and play. Is yeah, it gonna absolutely. be rainy? It's shiny. It's the sun is shining right now. I know, but I there's more rain for now. It passed. Is that true? Um, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Well, then that's perfect. Perfect uh, weather for playing Resident Evil 2. That's right. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. Thank you, Dan, in the booth. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.
Talmor, Sheshin Murahi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 